My name is Talixo, and this is my save file. What's up, gamers? Welcome to the Save File Podcast, where like every video game character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. I'm your host, Golden Light, and today's guest I have on episode 21 is the one and only Talixo. He's an awesome mixer partner, and he's out here just doing great things. I got much love for this man. He's so dope, so humble, so open about his story. Man, this guy's just an overall badass. I love this guy to death. Um, the reason why I'm doing things a little bit different is because when we filmed and streamed the episode we had uh, quite a few technical difficulties and right now I'm just gonna edit this part in and basically where I'm gonna edit us into is that I asked him a question about what was a pretty key game that really got him into the gaming whole gaming scene and he said World of Warcraft he's a diehard World of Warcraft fan way back in the day so the part that we're gonna jump right into is him explaining why that game was so important to him Again, thank you so much for coming through and uh, enjoy the show. Uh, I mean, I think I also used it a little bit for, uh, what would you say? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, as a bit of a, not a comp out, um, but a, uh, like a safe house almost. Because when I grew up, uh, I had really bad acne. And so mm. I think that was something that really kind of um, made me go a little bit into a shell, I think a little around um my 12th grade at time so we're having world of warcraft was my shelter i guess you'd say you know so mm-hmm. i could go there i didn't need to worry you know how i looked or anything like that and it was uh, i remember being i mean i think a, like a large portion of it was i like, kind of educated myself into health and stuff i kind of figured i was probably because i was drinking way too much milk and eating way too much sugar <laughs> That'll but, do it. Uh, yeah and i think that kind of made me uh kind of hunker down a little bit into uh, video gaming as well that's kind of like my uh yeah my my safe my safe place you know mm-hmm. what i mean so with so all that definitely... sorry Continue. No, go ahead okay well with the with all that acne i mean how were your social skills then um i think i still i don't know i think i still had pretty good social skills uh my dad really raised me uh in a very social uh environment even though my dad's kind of i guess this would be contradictory. My dad's kind of antisocial, but he would have mm-hmm. his, uh, he had his close friends where we would always go over and I, would, I was socializing with adults a lot as a mm. kid. Yeah. So, um, I think I was well socialized in that manner as, uh, I had like the, uh, I was very, I guess, respectful, if you will. And, uh, I, I could, I could socialize really well with adults, maybe not so much with kids. And that's maybe why I was just so loud and obnoxious and I was so sarcastic <laughs> growing up in school. But, uh, yeah, I think that my dad definitely gave me that that side that uh, it it kind of um, and I think also gaming too. Like I still socialized in gaming. That um, I don't know. I never really I never really feel like uh, I have any kind of what do you call it? social anxieties or anything like that. I never mm-hmm. feel like that ever kind of hit me. But yeah, well, I'm trying to understand the whole like how you used uh wow as a safe place because of your insecurities with your acne so when did when did that start when you started when did the insecurity started happening is what i'm asking um i think ever since like just noticing i guess where the insecurities where i felt like insecure with my skin kind of thing you know like i didn't i just didn't like my skin didn't like having acne you know i felt like it was it's it's hard because it's like it's your face everyone sees that right away yeah right and on top of that like i was like six foot tall, 120 pounds, like soaking wet. Like I was, I was a skinny kid. 
So as just a skinny, loud kid, I mean, the loud thing, I think was probably another like defense mechanism almost to try and distract away from my, my skin. But, uh, I don't know. Um, it was, I think just because you're behind a keyboard and I'm behind a monitor and you have like kind of, you feel, I, I don't know. I felt like I felt safe, you know, like I didn't feel like I needed to worry how I looked, you know? Yeah. And it was the personality that was the thing that, uh, kind of created friends, right? Versus, you know, I wasn't the, um, I wasn't the Adonis, you know, with the chiseled jaw in, in class who just kind of walked around, had the six pack, you know, and everyone wanted yeah. to hang out with him because he looked, you know, he's super hot. And I was like, that wasn't me, you know? That was never <laughs> me. So. That's insane because, like, how tall are you? I'm six, I mean, I'm six foot. People say I'm six one. My license says I'm six foot. So we'll just say I'm six foot. Your license says you're six foot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's... Lucky was saying this because when, when I saw him at just PAX East here, uh, mm-hmm. he's saying, how tall are you? I was like, I'm six foot. He's like, no, you're not. I'm six foot. And I was like, maybe you're just lying. You're 5'11". <laughs> it's not me. And he's like, no, it's, it's not. You. My life is... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where that comes in. It's not me. Yeah. It's you, man. Come exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. Play with yeah. my feelings. So how's your relationship <laughs> yeah. with your dad? Um, great. I think, uh, I, have, I think I have an amazing relationship both with my, with my mom and my dad. Um, I think they both play very important roles in my life where uh, they're both, I would say, um, very strong pillars in my life. I'd say my dad is kind of like my wisdom sort of thing. Like, Mm. uh, if he's listening right here, he's probably like, that's bullshit. Because he's like, I tell you to do all this stuff and you never did it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I would still, of course, make the same mistakes, but I'd always seek out wisdom from my dad. And uh, he would he would always tell me later, like he always says about this car. Like I bought a Mazda RX-8 when I was younger because uh, I had a I had a silly Sunfire for the longest time, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I just want to have a cool car. I want to be a cool kid. I want to have a cool car. I want to go fast. I want to have fun. And I saw this Mazda RX-8 that I bought, and it was secondhand. It wasn't too expensive. I absolutely loved it. It was my baby. I babied it like crazy. I did like the exhaust, the intake, I had the stereo, I had the tint. Damn. And, oh, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was, it was my everything. And uh, my dad, though, said it was a bad idea. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, you're all you're doing is this debt. It's debt. It's debt. It's debt. And I was like, but it's fun. You know? Yeah. I loved it. Because the way my rationale worked, which is super dumb, when I look back, I would be like, my car insurance was like, I don't know, it was like maybe $1,600 or $1,800 a year for my Sunfire, which I was like, why am I paying all this money for a car that is worth like pretty much the same price? Yeah. I was like, this is silly. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a car that's 10 times that price so I can make it worth my car insurance. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that. That was stupid. I mean, it seemed but, logical at the time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was. I mean, my dad told me it was a dumb idea, and I still did it anyways. But um, now that I'm older, I definitely, I've, I've sought out a lot of uh, wisdom and advice from him, especially for, uh, honestly, streaming stuff, like business stuff, because my dad has always been an entrepreneur, a businessman himself. He's own small businesses and it's kind of been a passion of his because he is he's very stubborn he he will not have a boss he can't do it <laughs> and <laughs> so he's always kind of he's given me a lot of different advice i'll go and ask him about like kind of business sides things to the stream and he's definitely been uh he's been there for me a lot with helping me kind of get over some things or how to kind of jump this uh hurdle or that um but anyways, then i guess for the other side my mom my mom is, uh, she is kind of like the, I guess, the emotional support, you know? I feel like that'd be with anybody. Um, but mom's the, uh, mom's the emotional support. She's always, always there to say, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It'll be better. And, uh, she's just kind of always to be, she, I don't know. My, both my parents have always been there. 
regardless yeah. for any anything, right? And I think I've been very, very fortunate for that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it. I feel like it kind of sucks because my mom now is moving out east, and then my dad lives out west. So now I can. It's I'm stuck in the middle, and uh, it's going to be either I visit Nova Scotia or I visit BC to visit my dad. And I, I really, I really miss my dad. We used to always go out uh, at least on a th- every kind of two to three weeks basis. We'd go for breakfast and we'd go for a movie and just kind of hang out. And uh, I really miss those times. Um, and now that he's far away, uh, I kind of visit. I usually I think I visit at least once a year, and mm. uh, I, I definitely miss him. I definitely, I definitely miss him being out there and. It's kind of it come it comes down to the idea now where I'm like I'm I'm kind of torn like where do I want to live now do I want to uh, do I want to move out east or do I move out west like if I go out west I would love I feel like I'd rather be out west but it's so expensive to live out in BC area uh, versus out east it's kind of similar weather but not so hot not so cold but then my, and then my, my mom will be over out east and it's like I want to live I want to live close to one of my parents but of course I can't do both. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah my mom moves away this summer she's got a house now and i'll be all alone middle of canada got no one no i got all my friends here but uh <laughs> why do I've, they uh, why do they separate though like why the why are they moving around what's going on um they hate the weather <laughs> if you come and live here you would understand uh the, the prairies here it's just the the weather differential i think like the with the summers and winters here we have like 100 degrees celsius spread like we'll get plus 45 plus i don't know if we get plus 50 but we'll get like plus 50 degrees celsius which is i don't know in fahrenheit it's probably like 120 130 fahrenheit i don't know what it is but super mm-hmm. hot and in winters we get the complete opposite we'll get the minus 45 minus 50 which is your minus 45 minus 50 fahrenheit it's just insane and it's it's six months too so we have like we have winter starts around usually around halloween mm, our winter okay. will kind of start and snow will be either on the ground or coming down. Pardon me. And um, it doesn't melt until around my birthday, which is April. So it's uh, it's just a long season of winter, and I think it's that's my my dad couldn't my my dad couldn't stand it. He he lives out in uh, the west side on the island, and it's beautiful out there. It doesn't really get any hotter than twenty three degrees, and it doesn't really get any colder than like minus five, and it doesn't really get any snow that lasts. And like in the wintertime, he'll be out hanging on the deck, and they have like this beautiful little uh, kind of deck space with a i guess a little what a corrugated roof on it over top and they just kind of sit there and they got bird feeders galore it's like they've turned into crazy bird people <laughs> crazy <laughs> bird, bird people <laughs> yeah they got all these bird feeders around and uh it's beautiful it really is um and it's a little piece of heaven that they have over there and um then they uh it's just it's just always so temperate over there it's very humid though you definitely notice the the temperatures uh i like why i go visit my dad it's usually around our our uh our heat spell here in Winnipeg. Mm. So it'd be like maybe 35, 40 degrees. And I go visit my dad and it's like 21, 22 and I'm bringing a hoodie and I'm putting it on. Cause I'm just, I'm cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel cold over there. And so I was like 70, 75 Fahrenheit over there, but I, I feel cold cause I'm coming from a heat wave and uh, the, the humidity also too makes it really feel, I feel like a little bit cooler, but uh, um, it's still such a great, it's always such a great time going to visit. Uh, I was one time I went and borrow, I rented a motorcycle from a local there and uh did a kind of gopro setup actually that was like my very first edited video i ever posted on youtube was uh my gopro footage cruise around the island with my dad and my dad would say well you left me i was like well dad you're going too slow i had to have fun with the GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
I loved it. We, I had, there was only like one trip where I kind of ditched my dad, but other than that, we were, we were going side by side doing a road trip. He had a bike. I had one and, uh, it was a really good time kind of cutting around the Island, but you, uh, I think I went on a long tangent there. Are you? No, it's fine. It's your show. Remember? It's okay. <laughs> it's your episode, my friend. It's fine. Yeah. Well, are your parents still together? No, no. So yeah, they, they separated when I was five and then they're now together with other significant others. My mother's remarried. My dad practically may as well be. He's been with his, uh, his spouse ever since, uh, I was like 11 or 12. So that's, I don't know, uh, uh, two decades now. Jeez. Wow. Time flies. Time does fly. How'd you take their separation? Oh, honestly, like didn't, I didn't really notice it. I feel like I was too young at the time when it happened. So, uh, it didn't, I don't think I would say it negative effectively, ne- negatively affected me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said earlier, kind of weird way to say, but like a successful divorce in a weird way for me. But I, for as the kid, like I was, I wasn't affected at all. I think it, it went, uh, again, weird to say, but swimmingly really, mm-hmm. they, they parted ways. They never fought in front of me. And, uh, I just kind of bounced back between, back between the two of them. Really? I think it was, uh, it worked out the best way it possibly could, if you will, right? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did a good job doing that. It's, yeah. it's rare where there's like a peaceful separation and they don't, especially they don't let their kids yeah. see everything that's going on. Yeah. Which is great. Exactly. Yeah. But it weren't surrounded by any kind of that toxicity or anything like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you always hear like you know, those, those horror stories. But no, I was very fortunate, 100%, very fortunate to have uh, both of my parents were very incredible in the way they, they handled it. I don't think it could have gone any better, really. Tell us about a time in your life that was a huge turning point for you. Oh, huge turning point. Oh man, I feel like there's been there's been so many. Uh something that really stands out, possibly a tearjerker. Oh geez. Um, I don't know if I have any kind of tearjerkers. <laughs> um the only things that really stand out to me, I guess, is uh I don't know. I was just been it's tough for me to really find something. I, I I think it was maybe like people say, do you ever regret this decision or regret that decision? And I, and I always, I always say no, you know, I don't feel like I regret any decision that I made because if maybe I chose a decision differently, I may not be where I am right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy and really thankful to be where I am right now. Uh, and I think every experience and every choice I've made has led me to be where I am here. Like I've, uh, I, back in the day I used to, I was taking flight school and, uh, I got my pilot's license. I had my night rating. I was working on my commercial license and I kind of fizzled out. I, uh, I fizzled out. I kind of stopped, I just kind of stopped, uh, kind of pushing towards being a pilot and whether it was, I'm not sure it's, I think it's many factors. I think that kind of, kind of put that flame out for me. I think a little bit might be a little bit towards uh, my routine. I don't think I could. I don't think I could blame it on, on on gaming at all. But I was I was working at Pure Later as a courier. I felt like I was making a comfortable amount of money there at the time. And from everything I was hearing about flying, it was like you're working long hours. You're barely getting paid, or you're you know you're loading planes. Uh, you're working kind of like the just the bum job making very little amount of money. Like people were loading planes for like a year or two and then also working a side job at Denny's kind of serving breakfast just so they can make things work. Mm -hmm. And they're, and I was like, man, like I can live 
at the time I was working for a union at Pure Leader. I was making decent enough money working like 40 hours a week or, or a little less. And I could have lived off of that. So I was just, I, it, I feel like it was hard for me to step down, I guess, from the, the fortunate situation I had at Pure Later to flying and then almost having to double my hours and cut my wages. You know, I feel like that was something that was hard for me to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you can always look at the other side of thing. Like, you know, if it's a passion, you just do it anyways. But it just, from all the, like, all the horror stories of a lot of my uh, instructors are saying, you know, expect to get fired. Um, you know, kind of, you're, it's, you're going to, there might be a, a day where you go work, for instance. And they had told me like one time, uh, he went to go work for this one place and they had to fly up North. There's always a lot of, you have a lot of bush piloting when you start flying. And, uh, so you'd be flying up North in kind of crummy conditions sometimes or, um, remote locations. And, uh, there was this one bad weather day where, uh, you have crosswind factors where it, if there's a wind, you know, it's coming at a crosswind condition where it's just not safe for you to land. It can blow you off the runway. And uh, he said it was kind of off the chart. It wasn't safe. He didn't want to do it. And he had already denied, I think, a couple times before, not the same day, but other previous bad weather conditions. And I think this is their second or third time. And they said, look, it's either you fly or you're done. And he said, no, like, it's not safe. I'm not going to crash this plane. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to do damage to this aircraft and be on the hook and get, get fired anyways. And he got fired for that. And there's someone else they put out and did the same flight. And he slid off the runway. And he, he ended up caving in the, the landing gear. Nobody died, but he caved in the landing gear because he went off the runway. And I don't know how many thousands of dollars worth of damage they did, but it's it was a kind of situations like that. And he said there's another time where he was supposed to fly. And um, you're, there's certain standard operating procedures where uh, you need to have like the altimeter working on the pilot side. But mm-hmm. the, if it's not working on the pilot side, you have a backup on the co-pilot side. Now, they, he looked and he said, well, it's not working. I can't fly. You always need to make sure the pilot side um, instruments need to be working. Uh, you can work without the co-pilot side not working, but you can't go without the pilot side working. And they said, well, no, the co-pilot side is working. Just, just fly right seat. And he's like, well, no, technically you're not allowed. Transport Canada rules says you're not allowed to do that. And um, again, they're like, no, you know, just go. Like these, the, the problem is it's like a bottleneck business. Everybody wants to be a pilot and everyone's starting out and everyone needs their hours because you can't fly air transport, AT, ATPL, which is air transport pilot's license. You can't get that until you have like 2,500 hours. So you need to fly all these like single engine, dual engine, small aircraft for a while to build your hours up. And uh, there's so many people trying to get their hours that there's more pilots than there are jobs. So it's like, if you won't do it, we'll get the next guy. So that's why a lot of the times they're flying in kind of crappy conditions. So I feel like that whole environment and that, um kind of doggy dog world just didn't really sound appealing to me mm-hmm. and it kind of just just kind of like no i don't want to do it so i was like i said I was, I was making good money at pure later and then i started working as a courier doing that and i loved aviation and i still do and i ended up looking i was like you know what? why don't i get my foot in the door with the military and uh so i decided to try and be a pilot there and this story now goes on to i tried applying for the military in 10th like, grade and I did my what aptitude test, and I had whatever I had met the requirements to be everything except for they literally said you're off by one question to be an officer. And I was okay, whatever. And I didn't end up pursuing the military in tenth grade. And I came back uh, probably two years. No, it, was, it would have been uh, it was four years after graduation, mm, and okay. uh, I decided to reapply. And they said, hey, your aptitude test is still valid. You don't need to write the test again, but you can't. 
uh, you can't go in as an officer. And I kind of thought to myself, okay, I haven't done any high school like grade math or anything like that in five years. Do I want to do I want to run the risk of redoing my aptitude test and be worse at it, or do I want to try and maybe do better and then apply as an officer? So I, I guess there's that fear of failure that kind of held me back there. So uh, I decided, you know what? What you can do is you can get in the military. And then you can just do like a job shift once you're in. Mm. So I decided, okay, I'll just, uh, I'll get in. And I, I applied for um, kind of air traffic control. And I applied for a couple other things, but I am getting job offers for air traffic control. And I figured, you know, after a while, maybe I'll switch and segue into being a pilot later. And now that I've been in for, I'm actually nearing my seven years now. Um, I just, I love what I do. I love doing the air traffic control stuff. It's a lot of fun and I wouldn't, I don't know if I want to change it now. Uh, I like the solidarity to it, you know, with a lot of the pilot stuff, you're moving around a lot. You're getting your, you know, you're overseas out of nowhere for a while. You're kind of coming back. You're getting pushed around a lot. There's a lot of long hours and moving around a lot to the point where I don't know. I just kind of, I was like, I like, I like what I've got going on here. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And the best thing is it allows me to do this as well. Streaming. Um, and I don't, I don't know, um, where I'm at right now, I love it. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't want to change it for a thing. And I always kind of look back to that and I feel, I feel like that is my turning point. Yeah, I know it's not much of a tearjerker, but <laughs> that, it's that cool. I feel was it, you know, was the, are you going to pers- keep pursuing the, the, the flying thing or you going to, what are you going to do? Like I, I had to do something. I, I knew I wasn't going to continue to deliver boxes the rest of my life. I looked at the guys who've been doing it for 30 years and they have like these makeshift steps built in there because their knees are going out and uh, it was just too hard in the body. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. And uh, so I was like, you know, I got to f- find something else. And I knew I loved the aviation industry and I decided, you know, let's pull the trigger and check out the military. And I've loved it ever since. And uh, I feel like if I had done anything differently, if I like see some people say, well, do you wish you'd go back and then not do any of the flying stuff? And I'd be like, no, because I don't, I feel like if I didn't do that, it probably wouldn't have led me to where I am here uh, doing the military thing. Where would I be? Where would I be working? I have no idea. Would I be streaming now? I have no idea. And uh, I feel like everything I've done has led me to where I am right now. And I'm super thankful for where I am. And I wouldn't change it for a thing. That's a good answer, my friend. Nice. What is it? So when people, because it seems like you've built that perspective and seeing like, okay, I see how people are working and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that yeah. typical, you know, mouse on the wheel doing what they do. For mm. the people that are listening, what are some advice that you could help them pull the trigger as you did? I don't know. I mean, I think don't put yourself in a rut and you can, it's never too late to change, you know, like, uh, pursue your dreams to, I would say a healthy, uh, limit, I guess, if you will, you know, like it, and look what, know your limits too, at the same time, you know, like I knew that I don't, I didn't think that I had it to take that kind of pay cut and to, to deal with those kind of long hours. I just felt like mentally it would have been a little too much for me, mm-hmm. but I mean, some people can do that and people do do that. Right. Like, yeah know yourself and find what you want to do. And just at the end of the day, you need to be happy with it. You need to be happy with yourself. You're happy with where you're going and you're never in a rut. That's too deep to get out of, I guess. Uh, just there's always something else. 
right? There's always something else. If this isn't working for you, or like, you know, you always wanted to do this one thing and now you're doing it and you're like, I hate this now. Like you're, doesn't mean you can't do something else. You can always mm-hmm. diversify, you know, you, you can do so much. There's so much out there in this world that you can do, whether it be online, real world, at, out at sea, you know, like there's just so much potential. There's a huge world for so many different things you can do. Just uh, don't limit yourself, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really sure what to say. Yeah, you never. Uh, I, I noticed some of the one of the biggest things is that the excuses that people like to use is is at their age. Like they feel like it, it's too it's too late to do anything new. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there, are, there certainly are there. You know, like you you have family and you may not be able to uh, do this or do that because maybe you have kids or you have a house or uh, again, I think you can do anything to a certain degree and just don't try not to limit yourself and say no, you know, like always, you always try and pursue something at the same, like I'm working two full-time jobs. I really don't feel like I have much time to breathe. You know, I work, I work a 10 day schedule with four and a half days off with, or four and a half days on of uh, 48 hours. And then I'm all my time off is stream stuff. And I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything, but certainly it makes, uh, I make other sacrifices, you know, like social life. Um, I'm definitely not as social with a lot of my friends I used to be. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you may not be like relationships. <sighs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Logic in know, the chat saying, this is why he's single. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just like, uh, you know, it's, I'm happy. I'm still happy with what's going on, you know? And I, and I, and I look, I think to myself kind of like with a relationship for perspective is like, uh, I, I believe it'll happen. It'll happen. And I'm just not gonna chase after it because I don't know. Uh, I love, I love what I'm doing here. And I feel like there's gonna be that moment where I find someone that'll make me want to make the time. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I'm happy with this and I don't, and I wouldn't want to change it. I'm I'm thoroughly uh, enthralled, or I guess pulled into this black hole of streaming, if you will. And there's just so much to it that uh, I just there's it's just always keeping me engaged, and I absolutely love it. You know, there's countless hours online, countless hours offline. It never ends. It's not like some people who think you know it's so easy to stream. You just flick a switch and you're gaming, but mm-hmm. no. <laughs> It is not. Yeah, it is, it's not. People yeah, it's people don't not. know what they want to do until they have to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh it, it requires a lot of dedication. You can't do it unless you enjoy it too. Yeah, that that's like, the biggest thing. You can't force yourself to do this thing. And uh Yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's a long journey and I'm I still have a long journey ahead, but I'm I'm gonna keep going left, right, left and see where it takes me. How'd you get into ga- how'd you get into streaming though? Ah, uh, okay. So how did I get into streaming? Um, I had a bit of a misconception with streaming, and I thought to stream you had to be good at something. Now chat's gonna be like, "Huh, that's a joke," because I'm not good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I first started. I played a game called Clash Royale. Hey, okay. Yeah, as a mobile game, mm. and I was I was uh, I don't mean to my own horn here, but I was really good at it. Okay, it's fine. Tune all you want, buddy. Toot all you want. <laughs> I was uh, I was like really crazy in that game. I don't even want to look at the receipt for how much money I spent over the couple of years I played it. It was probably a lot. Um, but 
I thought in order to be good at gaming, you got to, or in order to stream, you got to be good at something. People want to watch you. So why are they going to watch you? You got to be good at it. So I figured, okay, I'm real. What am I good at? And I, and I, cause I watch other people do it and I feel like it's fun. Cause I've always, I always knew I loved gaming. So I was like, I always loved hanging out with people. And I felt like I was very charismatic and ridiculous when I was always on, on, on a vent and stuff like that. And, and teen speak and people used to say like, you should stream because I was just like such a, such a goon, I guess, in, in the comms that why not? It would probably be entertaining to watch. So I was like, okay, what am I good at? So I played clash Royale and, uh, I was like top 200 in North America for that. And I was, I, I remember like the best I got. And I was like, maybe top, I think I got like top 70 or something once light flex. I'm sorry. No flex. But, uh, it's fine. <laughs> this is what this show is about. Flex your accomplishments, yeah. my friend. Yeah. So then I got my, I had a gaming laptop. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get like the, the Android emulator or whatever. So I could play it on my computer and start streaming it and like hang out with people and start doing that. And I got on Twitch and I was kind of streaming me playing ladder matches and stuff like that. And, um, I was, I was always hovering around, I don't know, like the, I, I had like the five to 15 kind of mark and a regular basis. It wasn't really, pardon me. I remember I had like a, I think I did that for almost like a year on Twitch and I had no idea what I was doing. Literally no idea. I literally just downloaded like OBS. I made a Twitch account and I just dreamed. I had no idea about lighting. I had no idea about audio. I had no idea about uh, networking. I had no idea about literally nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. And that was the thing. Like I, I, I knew I enjoyed talking to people. I felt engaged. I felt like I was having fun and I was, I could get really kind of crazy playing clash Royale because it was those moments where you, I would just casually be playing and talking. And then all of a sudden some big moment, I'd be freaking out and having fun. And I, uh, I kind of felt like that, um, that really kind of drew me into streaming the, um, the, the fun of, like communicating with people and laughing while you're having a good time playing a game. It just really resonated with me. And I think it was the, the connection with other people that were kind of hanging out with you and having, and you were, I guess, like hoping they were having fun watching you have yeah. fun playing the game that that just resonated with me. And I knew I enjoyed it right away. Uh, but then I started feeling like, man, I can't just keep getting on and I can't play clash Royale for like, six hours every day, every day. And I started running into that problem. I was like, like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't keep doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, then I started playing world of warships and I started playing some Fortnite, and I would stream that. And, and uh, uh, try to look for kind of variety to get into. And then of course you lose some viewers and I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to network with people. I was trying to network with people on Twitch and I feel like nobody wanted to give you the time of day. Um, I mean, it maybe had something to do with the fact that like my, my stream was trash quality, but you can go back and find some old clips of me. And it, oh, it's man. Bad. But, uh, then, um, on the like total off chance, get on, I got to take this video off. I'm sweating. One second. It's all good. Hold on. Oh. Okay. There was this moment that uh even still to this day this crazy coincidence i still can't believe happened and I'm, I'm you may have heard it i don't know i talk about it probably a lot i was playing i played playing a lot of fortnite mm. and i was streaming on twitch um i uh was really casual i guess for a bit but then i went to pax west and i went with another friend of mine 
And he streamed. He had a really nice stream set up. I loved it. I kind of got hooked. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to get serious with streaming. I really started investing into the knowledge of what what is streaming and what do you need to do to be successful and like where I I instantly came home. I said how to stream DIY streams, budget streams because I knew my friend told me he's like, oh yeah, I spent like four grand. I was like, okay, I don't have four grand just to go drop. Like he worked in the oil business, so he had the money to just throw at things. I was like, I don't have that kind of money just to come home and spend four grand and have a stream set up like that, you know? So I was like, I got a couple hundred bucks, <laughs> you know? So I instantly looked at DIY streaming. You know, I went and got like uh, this Ikea strip lighting. It was 16 bucks. I put like a garbage bag. It was a plastic garbage bag. with a little face light filter. Um, I got like the, the C920 camera. Um, I bought like the Blue Yeti microphone. I got a second monitor. Uh, and then I went to the fabric store and I spent $40 for a green screen. Honestly, this is still the fabric behind me. I still got it. I just bought more. And uh, it's it was honestly like I just did it step by step. You know, I said, like, you know, maybe this month I would spend maybe $100. The next month there was like Black Friday. Okay, I'll, I'll go a little crazy. We'll do $200. Yeah. Right. Like that was crazy for me. You know, like I knew like I had the, I had, I had to make a living. I was still making a living and doing my other job and I had to, you know, pay bills and everything else. And, um, the, uh, I had to, I had to be smart about it, you know, and I couldn't really spend money on it if I didn't have the money to spend on it. I wasn't going to go into debt for it. Like I did with my stupid car. (laughs) So (laughs) the Mazda. Yeah, exactly. And then one day I was like, you know, I was, I felt like I was really, there was this, there was this turning point where I felt like I was really starting to get kind of worn down with streaming and I feel like I wasn't really getting any growth. My monthly goal was like, uh, I think it was like maybe 20 followers or something a month. And, um, I was like, you know, what's nothing's happening. Well, I got to do something. Nothing's really changing. A lot of my same friends are coming in and I'm not really seeing any growth. And I don't know what to do. And uh, I was kind of down. My friend that I was always playing Fortnite with, he was on vacation. And uh, I uh, decided to play some random fill squads, which I never, literally never do. I could probably count on my hands how many times I've ever done random fill squads Hmm. in Fortnite. And that day, it was after work. I was tired. I was just kind of beaten down. I was really thinking, like, do I want to keep streaming? Um, It's not really going anywhere. And then I was... I bumped into Lucky Shots. Super crazy. I got squatted up with Lucky Shots, and I heard him talking, and I was like, oh, this guy streams. I was like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, uh, I take it you're streaming? He's like, yeah, I am. So then I twitch.tv slash Lucky Shots, and I was like, you're not online. I'm like, are you crazy? What's going on? Who are you talking to? You're not on Twitch, dude. Like, what's going on? And uh, he's like, I'm on Mixer. I was like, what's what's mixer what the hell's a mixer <laughs> yeah I was like, yeah i got a mixer in the kitchen like what what do you mean what what's what's mixer dude and i went and checked him out and he was doing a um some i think it was like the, it was a, something for the kids thing they're raising money and mm. i saw him and i was like oh my god okay like hundreds of viewers and i was like okay this guy's clearly doing something right and yeah. he told me he was making a living doing it and i was like okay tell me more so I started playing. We had a really good squad game together, and they said, "Okay, look, I'll add you." And we started playing uh, some more squads together. And uh, I was kind of hearing some more about Mixer, and I was like, "Okay, you know, like it's a, I'm scared of change. I'm not gonna. I'll I'll try it. I'll dabble my feet. I'll get my toes wet. You know, maybe I'll stream for a day on Mixer and see how it goes." 
So I changed all my stuff around, got my stream key in there. I kind of set up my, my uh, I don't know if I really even had any real overlays at the time. I kind of changed my stuff around and I went over there. Well, I guess I had a bit of a setup. Cause that, yeah, that was, then I had like my, my crappy little Ikea lights and my, my doo-doo little green screen and everything. So I, I was kind of like a very amateur setup at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went over and played Fortnite for the first day. It was going to be like a one-hour test stream just to see if it worked. And, and the first day I streamed on Mixer, they had, and I think they still have it, they have a like up-and-coming thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like a, a new whatever. It's like a new... Yeah, it's an up-and-coming category. category, yeah. Okay, yeah, they had that. And I somehow got featured on there on my first day, and then it was insane. I felt like my channel was blowing up. Like, I, I only had, again, like maybe 20, 10 to 15 people. But the thing was, it was a new name. It was a new name. Hey, how's it going? Chat was scrolling. Lots of it was trolls, right? A lot of people were being like blueberry trolls. But, you know, people were saying, like, oh, my God, you're good. Like, hey, what's going on? And I've never seen chat scroll like that or move. I've never seen... I, I pulled in, I think it was like... um like. 60 or 80 followers in the first day i ended up making instead of an hour i went for like eight hours and i was instantly like blown away i couldn't believe it i was like this is this isn't real right like yeah and i'm pretty sure lucky also shouted me out on his discord so i told him that day i was like yeah i made my account and he shouted me out i was like oh my god like thank you so much and like one of his his some of his mods had followed me and a couple of people followed me and it was uh i just I, I couldn't believe it. So the next day, I was like, it was euphoric, you know? I was like, do I even want to go back to Twitch? I don't know. I was like, let's just go back to Mixer again. So I went back and streamed again for my second day. And honestly, I th- it was like for the first, like, um, the first week, I think I was almost getting anywhere between like 50 to 100 followers every day. And it was, I could not believe it. I don't know where it's coming from. And it wasn't like my, I wasn't sitting at like a hundred viewers every day. I was literally just sitting around 10 to 15 people. And it was just new people coming in. The Fortnite category was insane. Then you get like hype zone. If I got like, uh, mm-hmm. at the last, like, you know, you're surviving or whatever. And it was just through the roof. I couldn't believe the hype. I couldn't believe the activity. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. This is my new home. I was like, I'm not going back. There's no way. I've never experienced this once. And one day, I had cracked double my goal of my month ago on Twitch. And I was like, this is this is it. You know, I'm I'm just gonna stick to it. So then I I came to Mixer. Um, I played Fortnite day in day out, and I found I fell back to that same dilemma of God, the same game over and over again. I was like, I can't do this, and. Uh, then I switched again. I decided, you know what? It's time just to really find what I want. And I knew playing what I wanted to play was what I should do. Uh, it wasn't a god at Fortnite. Um, I was decent. I guess I was average at it at the time. Um, and uh, I think what I felt was people were hanging out with me more because I enjoyed hanging out with them. And that's what it kind of seemed like. I was very, I've always been very charismatic. I've been very, uh, um, it's kind of like loud and expressive, if you will. And uh, I decided, you know, let's go venture into variety. So I started playing other games and I'd never done that before because I've always been a very much, what you call it, like a, a niche gamer. I've always been like, I always played World of Warcraft, League of Legends, World of Warships, uh, Starcraft. You know, like I, I mm-hmm. pretty much like that was it. And then I played a little bit of PlayStation and play some of those games. And, um, that was kind of what I did. And I never really explored anything. And people were like, yo, you gotta play this game. You gotta play that game. There's just this whole world of games now that like, I'm still going back and catching up with like 
I played the whole uh, Tomb Raider series. It was amazing. I was so glad that I played that from, from number one to number was it four or whatever. And uh, I've gone back and played Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption two, and now people are saying yeah. I'll play number one. But uh, you know, there's all these crazy games now that kind of like just absorb me into it. And uh, streaming just became um, just this whole, I guess euphoric feeling that i don't know how to explain it just uh it's a connection that i loved immediately and it's just chatting with people being here for countless hours i never feel like it was too long i feel like i could keep going and i'd be some days where i come home and i'd be like you know i'm so tired i just can't i want to go to bed i just don't want to do it i was like no you should do it and as soon as i hit go start stream instantly like this fire just ignites inside me i just feel completely energized and excited and people are here and there's just um yeah i i, I just love them exactly yeah. like jay said like i just i just love the community and i love people and i love gaming and it's just all that together uh and then i just kept grinding and uh I'm still grinding today. I'm still learning. I still feel like I'm just at the beginning. I'm still at the beginning of this of this amazing journey. When I look at other people and in streaming, and it's just, I just, I don't know. Uh, I just, I, I don't want to stop. I can't stop. And it's just all about now. I'm going to events, right? And I'm going to events, and it's all about like personal development, trying to learn like how, what makes, what, what are, you, what makes you successful? How do you do it? And trying to take little tidbits from them and lucky shots honestly has been like a huge, huge, huge um, impact in my streaming life. Cause I've gone to him for many things like what kind of equipment do you use or I'm having this issue and uh, his community uh, really kind of took me in and uh, he was, um, he was amazing. And I feel like I would definitely say that we're, we're we feel like kind of like best friends. You know, I, I go to a, I go to an event, I see him and we're hanging out. I'm almost like a puppy falling around. You know, we, we just have so many good laughs. And uh, every time I go to an event, we're always chilling. And it's always, it's always so much fun. And I feel like we're just kind of two peas in a pod almost. And um, it's, it's that sort of thing that uh, almost, would you say, makes it addictive. This, like the community on Mixer, just it really feels like a family. And I cannot express that enough like how much this really just feels like a family. Everybody here that, you know, you see people come back, you see the same name again, you get to know them, you're hearing that they're they're getting dubs in Apex or, you know, they're, they got a new job or this or that. And you just feel like connected to people. They're, I don't know, it's, uh, it's something that I have never experienced before. And I think this is almost something that, again, I could bring back to World of Warcraft, you know, where it was that online community that felt like family for me then that now streaming is to me now, you know, it's that online community where I feel like I'm socializing with them and we just kind of all just know each other and get along and have like this, this bond, I guess that, um, makes me hit that start stream every day. Yeah. What motivates you? What motivates me? Streaming. Um, I think a lot of things. Um, I think everyone, honestly, that comes back is a huge motivating factor. I think when you see that um, that community, the same people that you know, uh, that you, I feel like you kind of have that connection with, you see return over and over again, whether they 
whether they troll you or they, you know, give you that positive feedback, you know, it's mm-hmm. that I feel is most motivating. Um, I mean, I can't lie when you see like when you see growth and you have people approach you and maybe you get like a a new partnership or um, when I first got accepted for a media badge at PAX, like that is just uh, amazing too, all in itself. But I feel like that's not me. I feel like that's the community, you know, like that's, it's not me. It's everyone else because I wouldn't be able to do it without them. And like, it's, uh, I feel like it's a joint effort and I'm just super thankful to have all of them a part of the community that helped me make these sort of, I guess, achievements and, and try and help me push towards more because now i'm just trying to push for other partnerships now you know and like uh success doesn't come without failure you know i've been denied so many times i was denied partnership i've been i've denied like partnership with mixer i've been denied partnership with uh you know discord and i've been denied uh friggin countless things over and over again but you know it doesn't mean that i'm like okay i can't make it you know mm-hmm. whatever kick the rock a little bit further and try again and I remember when I applied for my mixer partnership again, the second time I got a little sassy with them. I'm not going to lie. I because I remember I was just kind of getting into variety and they said, no, uh, you pretty much essentially came back as like, you played too much Fortnite and we want you to have higher, um, uh, metrics. And I was like, yo, look at the metrics. I was playing Fortnite in like the first week of the four weeks you examined. And I was like, you know, I came back and I was like, I'm all about variety now. Like I hate, I don't even want to touch that game anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I just pretty much played it just because I still kind of dabbled in it, but I didn't like the way Fortnite was going. And um, I just kind of, I don't know, I gave him a little piece of my mind. My first opening paragraph was essentially along the lines of like, give your head a shake. I'm playing other games, you know, like get off my back. I'm not doing the top whatever three games. And I feel like we need diversity. We need people who are playing other genres of games and, I feel like we're going somewhere where this community is incredible and we've been growing month over month. And uh, then they came back and said, congratulations, your hard work paid off. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess get a little sassy with them and it, and it worked. I don't know. Um, it's, feels, uh, yeah, it seems like you got to put like a little perspective into them. Because like how yeah. you said, they looked into your analytics for Fortnite. Yeah. And it's just like... Yeah. You know, it's like okay, numbers say that, but nah, like somebody's not yeah. looking at something, and that's that's a good point that you bring up for people that are listening. Is that when you get a no, sometimes the no that you receive comes from the wrong direction. Yeah. So that means come back and try again. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Come back and try again. You know, like uh, um, I've been denied. Like I said, I've been denied. I've been denied more partnerships than I've been accepted for them. And that, that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop, you know, like I was denied my, my first and second PAX media badge, but then I, my third one, I got it. And now I'm, now I'm, I've got my, on my next one. So it's just like, it's just never stopping, I guess, like persevering, you know, just keep yeah. on that perseverance and look at that failure. I mean, put on your belt, you know, it's another notch in your belt and just use that as motivation. Cause you know, it'd be like, I'm going to show them next time, you know? and keep on pushing that's kind of i guess what i've used for motivation is like uh is just take every set yourself big goals you know to achieve over a long period of time but also set yourself the little goals and then try and when you hack one little goal celebrate that success you know maybe that little goal would be an affiliate link or maybe it's like you got 
whatever a, a thousand followers or you got maybe a hundred people on your discord you know like set small achievable goals you can reach that are obtainable and then set yourself like a big one you know that like it may take you the year kind of thing and i feel like that's something that like i don't write them down but i don't know it's kind of put them in my head like you know i'm really wanting to reach that thing i really want to reach that thing i really want to do that and it's like boom i got that one sweet okay let's go let's go you know it kind of like puts a little bit more steam in there and then you keep going but yeah so explain you getting actually partnered oh. <laughs> um I remember like it was yesterday and I just found the email because I was, we're going to be celebrating my mixer anniversary soon. Um, it's March or no, it's April 22nd. I'm pretty sure. And I remember walking into the shower, just about to hop in the shower. And then my phone goes ding. And I saw, I got an email and I saw the little header was like mixer, whatever, something staff. I was like, Oh, this is the moment, you know, and I've already seen the denied one before. So I was too nervous to open it up and really read the whole thing. So, you know, when you just look at your phone, you just like read the first few letters and like, and it was uh, something about like, we are happy. And as soon as I saw that, I literally threw the phone up. I screamed at the top of my lungs like, "Woo!" you know, I was so excited and I just lost it. I just freaking lost it. I don't think I had a roommate at the time because if I would, he probably would have had a heart attack. But <laughs> I was just so overjoyed. It was again, it's a moment that still feels like it was yesterday. I can remember the light shining in the room. It was a beautiful sunny day. Uh, it was one of my days off and I was just absolutely in, in heaven. And, uh, it was uh, a big moment. I shared with the community. I posted it on Twitter and it, uh, it was, it was a big moment. It was a, it was like, Hey, we finally, we finally did it. And, I, I, even at that point, though, still, I was I, I still considered myself, um, I guess I call myself an in the closet streamer. I didn't come out of the closet to Facebook and still until like that summer uh, because I, I don't know. I, I just I was still nervous about uh, letting my coworkers know and um, other people that know me like my close friends, my my parents, they knew they knew what I was doing. Um my mom was was always one of my crazy supporters ever since day one. I remember her seeing like, oh my God, you got 10 viewers today. And she like <laughs> sending messages like that. That's and awesome. Yeah, she was, she was amazing. And then uh, she's, she's always been a lurker. I think she's in Cuba right now. So she's probably not lurking right now, but <laughs> she's always, always been a huge, huge supporter. Uh, and then that's another thing I guess kind of helped motivate me and uh, kind of keep me, uh, I guess, grounded in a way too, just to, keep pushing um but yeah it was it was it was a big moment and then and in june i think is kind of when i felt kind of comfortable i guess what i said was i didn't want to come out on facebook until i felt comfortable with my own content and kind of knew what i was doing and kind of sorted myself out i guess if you will mm -hmm. and that was kind of when i was like finally announced it and then i made it official at work i started talking with people at my work my supervisor and i brought out with the public affairs too because I also wasn't really mentioning what I did for a job either. Cause like I, I didn't know what I could talk about in public and I didn't know this and that. And I had, then I started talking about public affairs and they said like, you know, you can talk about this, this and this, you can't talk about that. You can't say this, you know, and you got like this whole brief about it because like, I'm not like I'm in the Canadian forces, but I'm not representing them. Right. So I can't like, uh, I can't brand with them or anything like that. But, uh, something that's super cool that, um, I'm really proud to mention that get, there's this new program coming up called the, the Canadian Forces Ambassador Program, which um, I've been privileged and 
super thankful to be a part of uh, this new program that Canadian Forces are coming out with. Because I, I kept mentioning to, uh, I talked with the public affairs kind of Twitter account and saying like, yo, look what the American uh, Army and Air Forces members, whatever you want to call it, the mil- their military, what they're doing. I think they have like gaming booths set up. They're really driving towards um, pulling in people at these gaming events. Because like, that's, that's what you, that's your next that's your that's your your like crowd that you need to recruit right like yeah, the young next people, market yeah right like that's what you need to do you can't you can't just have these little recruiting centers like you did back in the 90s where people are just going to go walk out and then go to this recruiting center and get a pamphlet like that's not the way it works anymore you know like people are you're going to grab people from ads online and you're not going to grab from cable because who has cable anymore you know <laughs> and yeah. like, so now you see I, them on I twitch keep... with ads on twitch yeah, right? And that's where I'd tell them, like, look what the Americans are doing. Like, we need to do the same thing, and we need to start driving, like, um, ads, and we start getting booths set up, and, like, get, like, some recognition for the Canadian forces out there in uh, in the gaming industry, because it's it's a booming, multi-billion dollar industry. Like, this isn't something to just to shy away from. And when I was talking to them, they said, yes, we're all over this. And then when I talked to them, they said, like, this is the new election coming up, so we can't really say anything that's going on. We don't know where our budgets are going. But now they, like, we had a new government in, and now they said they, they're going to be spooling up this CF ambassador program. So uh, where it takes me, I don't know. All I know is that I'm super excited to be a part of it. And uh, we'll see we'll see how that kind of trucks down the road and takes me into the future, I guess. But that's super exciting because I can finally... I finally, it, it's nice because I know a lot of people, my supervisors, like the, the dinosaurs, if you will, they look at me as like the guy who's wasting time. I'm just like the, he's, he's like, he's just a gamer. He's just wasting time at work because everyone's allowed to kind of spend time to work on their, you know, the secondary education or personal development or stuff like that at work. But uh, if anything game related is like, you're, you're wasting your life, son, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro, like, you don't understand. You don't understand. And once I finally was a part of this, and then my other supervisor started to like, oh, it's like, okay. And then he's like, okay, let me talk about things you can't talk about. I was like, I already got this whole thing. He's like, oh, it seems like you really kind of got your checks and balances. Like, yes, I've been telling you for months. It's like, yes. Like, I'm not just like, he thinks, you know, just, I'm just playing a game online and laughing with my friends, you know, smoking weed or something, you know? Yeah. Like, like uh, it's, I think it's a lot of older people just don't, a lot of those, the real boomers, you know, yeah. just don't recognize what is happening no. here. You know, yeah, the older generation will always judge the new generation. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. it is. Unless, unless they choose to adapt, those are the smart ones. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they've got to be out there, right? They have to be. I mean, the one that you're working with, apparently, definitely not. Get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's insane, dude. Well, damn, that's one hell of a character creation you shared, dude. That's. It's definitely insightful to get to know you a little bit more on a deeper level. That's. Is there anything else before we move on to the next topic that you want to bring up? I don't think so, man. I'm, yeah, just guide me, guide me, senpai. Guide. Where are we Whoa, going? Oh, senpai. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right. So the next thing we're gonna get into is setting your attributes. So okay. with every character that you create, there's always a set of attributes that you have mm-hmm. to give yourself. So I'm gonna name okay. a few characteristic traits. You rate yourself from one to five. Five being okay. the highest. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Grit. 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 Oh man, hold on. Let me. Let me. What do you, What do you mean by my grit? Grit. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I am. 
Okay. Right. My, uh, my passion and perse- perseverance for long-term and meaningful goals. Is that what you there mean? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think a five. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, you said, um, you said, I think a five. Okay. I would ah. say a five. So I there you go. Okay. So I'm, I'm a five. hundred percent. Like I said before, like I set those, the small goals, and I set the big goals and I stick to it. You know, I keep pushing and, uh, through thick and thin, going through swimming through molasses you know sometimes it feels like i'm swimming through these molasses i don't know what's going on and i feel like i'm kind of drowning but um i have a lot of amazing people in our community and that you know help me kind of push through sometimes when i kind of get those moments of like i don't know but i still always have that like that shining light you know the tunnel you know that i keep pushing for and uh i i think i'm always gonna just i don't know you i just i feel like i'm my mind is set, you know, on pushing through this. And I, I say a lot of the time, fake it till you make it, you know, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep faking it until I make it. But fake it with good intentions. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Don't be vindictive. Cause that's a, no. a lot of, a lot of people misinterpretate that. Yeah. Misinterpret that yeah. saying. So it's like, nah, I'm, can, nah, I'm, can, nah. I'm Canadian. I'm naturally kind and warm loving. You know, I hear that a lot. I've been, I've been wanting to visit canada for a little while and i hear a lot of good things about y'all's culture and that's oh yeah worst worst loving people oh god my dad just told me to choke how rude choke choke on the water (laughs) i don't know sick sadistic father dad what are you saying come on now (laughs) please elaborate timed island 9118 Sounds like Mixer gave him that name. Yeah, it did. He has no idea how to, no idea how to change his name. I'm certain of it. Uh, your dad's amazing. What's your dad's name? If you want to say it, his first name. My dad's name is uh, Stephen, but it's spelled Stefan. Stefan? Stefan. Yeah. Stefan, nice yeah. to meet you, Stefan. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Chug Happy you're hypocrisy. here. Chug a lot of hypocrisy. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, next one. Curiosity curiosity um i would say say a four i think of a four would be fair i can't say a five, full five but i'd say i'm more than the middle ground of a three so i'll go with a four i'm just curious to see i guess where things go curious as like how i can improve curious about i guess the unknown but there's also that little bit of reservation out there too you know that it would say it brings me back down to the four, I guess. Okay. Enthusiasm. I'd say I'd say a ten. A ten. I'm through. Yeah. Through why you Why you breaking the rules here? <laughs> I'm kidding. Percent of five, for sure. I think uh, I'm. I feel very enthusiastic. I feel like my enthusiasm kind of shines through. Where's my my expression? My my silliness, my being a weirdo, being a nerd, you know, I, I think my, I'm very enthusiastic through that. He owes all of my, just, yeah, I do. All my, all my dysfunction is from my father for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad's over here livening up the chat. I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going, Stefan. Keep going. <laughs> all right. Next one. Integrity. Um, a five. I think uh, I would like to say my integrity, you know, is like your word is your bond. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And uh, I'm I'm all about that. hundred percent. hundred percent. Patience. 
I guess it depends. It depends what we're talking about. Because, like, mm-hmm. most things I would say I'm a five. But, like, if we go back to just, like, maybe a couple weeks ago, I have a couple stories, I guess. A couple weeks ago, like, I was streaming. My computer crashed 30 minutes in. I didn't know what's going on. I straight changed my game. Crash, crash, crash. It says my RAM. I was like, you know what? I don't have the patience for this. Mm-hmm. So I instantly went to the store. It was like a Sunday at like 530. I knew it was going to close soon. So I pulled the trigger. I was like, you know, I'm just going to put this on the visa. I bought like brand new RAM just in case it was the RAM. Uh, I came, tried it. It wasn't the RAM. I was like, shit. So then I ran out again to Best Buy. I bought a power supply. And I'm literally doing this all live on stream. Like I had the, my stream PC was fine. My game PC was toast. I had the camera bent down. I'm just kind of like pulling stuff apart. I was super stressed. And uh, if it comes down to like hardware or kind of like... um when I went to PAX East, um, one of the worst experiences I've ever had with traveling, um, we had bad weather in Toronto and, um, we were in a holding pattern for 45 minutes. We land, we're waiting for the plow, some snow out of the way of our parking spot for like another 40 minutes. Our flight was literally, as we're getting off the plane, our next flight was boarding. I was like, shit, we got to go through customs. I'm running. I'm trying to get there. Um, I get to the part where I'm waiting for my bags to get cleared. uh, And they said, sorry, your flight just finished boarding. It's on the way out. I was like, what do you mean? We still got seven minutes. Like, don't, doesn't Air Canada talk? Like, bro, hold on. He's like, no, I mean, do. I was livid. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, just calm down. We'll still get there. I won't be there at noon, but I'll be there at three. Um, then we get put on the next plane. The next plane was like an hour delay to get boarded. And then we're sitting there on the plane for an hour. And then all of a sudden I'm taking a nap in the plane. They say this flight's canceled. The weather isn't getting better. And then they're like, all flights are canceled until 6 PM. When I left all the customer service lines were, it's like almost as far as I can see. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to sit in here and get a flight out today. There's no way I looked online on, on Google for some flights. There was nothing out of Toronto. Well, there's nothing from Air Canada, WestJet, Delta, nothing, nothing at all. And I was like, what the hell? So I saw something from Porter Airlines. I didn't really know anything about it. I was something leaving at six o'clock and I was like, screw it. I want to get there now. Like the Mixer Mixer event was going on that night. I want to get there. I want to be there. I didn't pay to wait around in a hotel and all this and that. I was like, fuck it. It's $400. Just throw money at it. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, and then I'm sitting there waiting for my bags and I'm looking my ticket and it said i had to get through gate eight i was like toronto all has like a 52 or you know a big a big number right and i'm like gate eight I was like, what doesn't sound right and uh, thankfully you know, I, I work in again the air force stuff so i know a lot of different random airports and i was like i know there's a second airport in toronto i was like wait does porter fly out of the second airport not toronto international i googled it flies out of billy bishop it's a 30 minute drive away and i was like no so i was like okay I told my friends, like, can you watch my bags? Because, like, I got to go. This flight's going to be boarding in two hours. I don't know the traffic. There's been a bad snowstorm. We got to go. We got to go. So this is where, I guess, patience, I don't have it. You know, I was like, I just wanted to get there. You know, I was determined. And uh, I paid a cab to get me over there. I got there in time. And the flight still left, like, an hour later. But I got there, like, 8.30. And I was just, like, so glad. I was so happy just to finally be in Boston and be out of that trash and be away with that. But I think I would say I'm before (laughs) that long. Out of all that, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, despite everything that seemed like, it yeah, it was going it on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? you took it well, though. Most people, yeah. they'd be all just. Uh, you already yeah. know. People would just be on their different. If I'm at like a theme park or am I waiting in line or am I in traffic? It's fine. But if mm-hmm. I, you know, if I said I'm going to be there for this or I'm going to do this, I'm gonna, I got to do it. You know, like I just can't wait. And like, especially for computer parts, if something goes, like I'm just going to buy it now. Like it needs to be done now. Why wait when you can do it now? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Spirituality. Mm. Mm. Um. I feel like I. I'd have to say I'm like, I don't know, a three or four for sure. Because I did have the upbringing in a Christian school. I don't feel like I have the um, the same kind of um, spirituality as some of the other ones I went to school with. Where I mean, I don't want this to be taken wrong at all, but there's a lot of like a lot of clickiness, a lot of judgment, and like that is not what you should see, in my opinion, in Christianity. Is like there's not supposed to be judgment, no judgment, you know. And I was very much against that. I feel like you know. Uh, you don't need to go to church to worship. You know, you don't need this garbage or that. It's just love. And that's what it is. I feel like it's all just, just, just love, man. And like, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't like that kind of, you, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. And you're not doing it wrong. I still feel like there's, I still believe in Christianity. I still have like the, the God and the Jesus thing, but um, I don't feel like I need to go be in the walls of a church in order to be a believer or to be a perfect Christian and, um, I just didn't really like a lot of the, uh, I'm not sure if that's, I don't think it's every church. I think it might've just been in that one is felt very clicky and very much about, uh, money. And I just didn't like that kind of feel to it. It just didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just like, it just don't cast any judgment. You know, I don't, I don't care where you're from, what your race is, what your beliefs are, what your sexuality is. You know, it's just, hundred percent love and acceptance, you know, like we're all, we're all going to, we all bleed red, you know, like I don't believe that just because someone does this, that, you know, we shouldn't talk to them or we shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. Right. So I guess that's my version of it, but I still Mm -hmm. think I'm spiritual because I still feel like there is that higher being, I I don't know, or higher power. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Higher power. You know, uh, there's a and it's crazy how I noticed a lot of people they're in the same predicament as you like you know this but then that but then we know we're all equal. Yeah. I found something that explains it. There's this I, I don't even I don't even want to say religion but there's this word where it's called mm-hmm. being omnist omnism. Okay. Basically, what it means is that you don't practice a particular religion, but mm-hmm. you but you find truth in all of them. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like we can get, what is it, theological about that for, for hours. I could talk about this discussion 100%. Like, you know, you could pick a little bit of almost every religion and still kind of make it like mm-hmm. that one, you know, bring yeah. it all together, you know? There's always, yeah, there's always, I, like I said, you know, the Bible, I feel like it's a very good textbook to mm-hmm. get a deeper understanding of life and us human beings, how we work, you know, how we yep. live. And then there's Buddhism, which is not a religion, it's a practice people mistake Mm -hmm. that it's just there's a whole bunch of practices for that you know and it's it's amazing how and it sucks at the same time where something so beautiful as religion to help us figure ourselves out is actually the law of the polarity is they're the walls that divide us yep it's very unfortunate Mm -hmm. yeah okay next one confidence confidence Mm. i feel like i put a front of a five, but I'm probably more of a four, I guess. Cause I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd say I'm more of a four. I still feel like I'm really, con- I feel like I'm a really confident person. And, but there's always that kind of, again, a little bit, I feel a little reserved sometimes and, uh, a little bit of fear or scarcity in some things at the same time. But explain that. Uh, 
I mean, again, I think some of it could kind of go back again to having acne as a kid, you know, that maybe kind of put that little bit in there. But I feel like I really got a lot of confidence once I kind of, I, I took like this really, I remember taking, I took this really intense drug, honestly. I went to like a dermatologist. They gave me this like crazy drug. I can't just call it anymore. And uh, it was like super hard on your liver. I had to get monthly drug tests and everything else. But I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Let's get this over with. And I think I was like 21. And I was like, I, I don't want this shit anymore. Clean my face up, you know? And uh, I, it, I remember it in wintertime too. And it said like some of the, you're like, uh, you can be sensitive to light. So like I had to like wear sunglasses all the time. Cause like it was like, I remember the snow blindness would like hurt my eyes like crazy. I'd wear like crazy amount of lotion. Cause like my skin would essentially like just dry out like crazy. Uh, my lip chap, I'd go on through that like bananas. It was, it was wild. But uh, I felt like I started getting confidence then once I kind of cleared that up and I started hitting the gym. I remember I was, mm. like, I was like, I was 21 when I hit the gym and I weighed in at 130 pounds. Another coworker of mine said, you know, you're never gonna, um, you're never gonna beat me. I bet you I'll, I'll put on more weight than you. I can just eat a whole bunch of burgers. I was like, this sounds like a terrible idea. Why do you, like, I didn't even want to bring this up. I didn't try to bring this challenge up. He said, you're not going to gain more weight than me. I bet you uh, 50 bucks. I'll put on more weight in three months, just eating burgers than you will. And sitting at home, I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm going to, you know, I bought like my, my protein. I got my, um, my, some weight gainer, like a, a meal replacement shake. I got like, uh, my pre-workout. I got all set up and I had a friend of mine who already went to the gym. He was going to bring me under his wing and we started going and I was weighing in like, I think I was weighing anywhere between like five to eight pounds every month I was gaining. Uh, I think I said, just say I weighed in at 130 when I started three months later, I was at like 158 pounds. And, uh, I finally started getting like that confidence again. I like, I was finally like looking lean and mean and, uh, that's it. Yeah. It was Accutane. And, um, I, he came back, I think he maybe gained like 10 pounds and he was just so mad at me. And, uh, I was like, bro, he's like, you cheated. You use all these, like all these supplements. And I was like. You didn't so, establish like, no ground rules, bro. What the yeah. heck? Yeah, I was like, I just said I wanted to go to the gym. You brought the challenge on, dude. Yeah. But I feel like that is where like my confidence really kind of flourished. I think it's going to the gym, feeling more confident in my own body, I guess. And um, like, is it necessary? No, but like, I don't know. Just for my own mental self, like the gym really became a big thing for me. And I still go now, and um, I've gained a lot more weight, and I'm uh, my metabolism I think has slowed down a little bit, but. I'm I'm happy in my body now, you know. I'm I'm I still feel like I'm pretty fit, and uh, I love the gym. The endorphins that you get from going to the gym, this the feel good feel that like oh, yeah. that, that like pain, you know, that you feel is great. And I hate being sick because right now it's definitely like keeping me from the gym. I went my first day and I was just like, Ugh, now I'm just kind of a little too like eh, congested. But I want I'm looking forward to getting back to the gym again and and grinding away because I I just love it. I love it. Damn, I, I need to get back in the gym. Fuck. It's good. We're holding it up. Good. I don't need to though. Okay. Um, shyness. Mm. Mm. I don't think I'm too shy. I think if I, I would say I'm maybe a two, I guess. I'm not that shy. I'm. Uh, so then, why are you single? <laughs> I don't, I'm just not out there, bro. <laughs> I feel like. Any, I mean, for that, like, I just literally just don't get out. Like, you know, like, I'm either working or yeah. I'm at home grinding, you know? So, like, I feel like the only time I'm going to meet somebody is at, like, an event or gaming or, like, online dating apps or trash. I, yeah. For the most part, like, as soon as you tell somebody that I game, most of them just ghost on you. They're like, wait, you do what? Yeah. And 
you're, you're they're just gone you know like, it, like, it's like i work two jobs and like oh what do you do and it's like oh you know I, i'm in the military and then i do my own little my home business thing like oh what's your home business and it's like um a content creator you know trying to avoid it you know and they're like oh what kind of content do you create and i was like shit stop asking <laughs> like i play games and like oh what kind of games and i was like i live stream i talk to people gone and i was like oh, here we go another one flutters flies away you know yeah but like i understand it you know like it's there's there's still like a lot of taboo i feel around uh gaming as a job you know like yeah a lot of people think as soon as you say like i do i game for a living or something like that people like think like oh you know you're living in mom's basement and you're making ten dollars a month and you'd never be able to live off that like you're just a bum like you're not going anywhere you know like i feel yeah. like it's that that big taboo thing still about gaming but it, it's changing you know like i feel like streaming and gaming as the industry is growing has only really been around for like arguably in the mainstream for like maybe 10 years right like justin tv if we go back to those days so that was like well, only like 15 years ago like it's not that long no, ago. that was like eight years ago was it yeah so it's not that long ago you know where yeah. twitch really started booming and really starting big and then mm-hmm. it became a viable way for people to make livings off of it you know like ninja really put the the face of gaming and streaming out there like it really put the spotlight the world spotlight's like okay yeah doable people are like look at this guy he's making millions and millions of dollars a month like yeah it's insane yeah yeah it's funny to be like who is this guy with this person like the biggest one was kevin hart people were like who's this clown with kevin hart and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden people are like what he plays video games for a living and makes millions of dollars what he has a he has a shoe deal what you know and that those his those two Mm -hmm. man ninja and his wife man they're they're a power couple they're out there making moves and try to Oh, you yeah. know, it's much bigger than just gaming. And much bigger yeah. than them. It's about putting gaming on the map. I yeah, highly they respect definitely them seem for very that. humble and, and driven towards that too, you know? Like they definitely are. Yeah. And there's a lot of haters out there for them, but you know, I think they're doing they're doing everything they're doing is for everyone else down the ladder too. You know, like they like Ninja, I think it was back in twenty eighteen, had like the most impressions in advertising worldwide over anybody. And that's when like you really started seeing industry like you know we, we this is where we got to advertise you know like can't ignore the numbers are, man yeah people are more likely to buy something if you see your favorite streamer wearing this hat or drinking this drink or eating that food than yep. seeing an advertising with ty domi telling to get this new friggin phone service you know mm-hmm. like it's it's just you're gonna resonate with somebody you enjoy watching you enjoy hanging out with and you're gonna want to emulate or kind of do things that they do and you feel a, a lot more like they're um they're original you know like they really do support this you know like you trust their word you know like i i've had some people approach me like you know like you want here want this keyboard that and i was like i looked at it like you know like i don't know like i don't think i like that so like i don't want i don't want something i'm i don't want to push something that i don't want myself yeah you know it's authentic exactly yeah 100 Mm -hmm. definitely yeah definitely don't want to try out a product before you want to go out and do put your Mm -hmm. name out there and that's where people fuck up yeah 100 percent forgiveness mm. five for sure okay. all grudges i you know i feel like there's this um i feel like my energy is a lot more better spent on other things and being angry at somebody for something you know like uh it's a good answer whether it's a bad breakup you know like um my ex and i we didn't have the the best relationship but we had an amicable breakup you know we went our ways and where i would 
are, I would say we're friends, you know, like we're not hanging out and grabbing, you know, McDonald's every other night, like best friends or anything. But like, I, if I saw her, she wouldn't try and kill me and I wouldn't spit on her. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's, I feel like, uh, same thing with anyone, you know, if someone does me wrong, I'm just be like, maybe I'll just be a little bit more hesitant to trust them with this or that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to badmouth them or talk badly about anybody. I feel like everybody ha- does whatever you make your choices, the way you make your choices. And I'm not going to judge you for that. And if maybe it, it hurts me in a way, then maybe I might just not trust you with my car or trust you with, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're, it's just, uh, there's, I don't feel like there's any reason to be, uh, just forgive, you know, all about forgiveness. percent. Let that shit go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to Russ, the rapper, but he's like, don't let people live in your head rent free. Yeah. I love yeah. that line. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Imagination. Uh, mm, depends. I don't know. Imagination. Like, how would we say? Are we saying like creativity wise? Because like I can't draw to save my life, but <laughs> I feel like I have, I don't know. Uh, I still have like a draw pad that mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy doing some drawing things with. I'm really bad at it, but I still enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah. I still feel like there's, I have a, I guess an imagination maybe of, uh, where I want to be and what I want to do and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I put it at three. I'm, I'm kind of a little middle of the middle of the road there, I guess. Okay. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Um, I don't know where I put that one too. That was a tough one. Um, I feel like I'm pretty self-aware. I believe so. This is this is where I play Jeopardy music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I don't even know what to say for that. Like, how? Like, I guess elaborate. What 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 do you mean? Like on my self-awareness, like. How aware are you that you know you know nothing? Um, okay. Then I guess I would say I'm a, like I'm a four or five. I know, like, I've got a lot to learn. I feel, yeah, I, okay. I, I, I know I've got a lot ahead of me, a lot to learn. I, I, I look at other people, how they work, and I want to try to emulate myself like other role models. And, uh, again, like, you know, just a simple thing of just seeking out advice from my dad, for instance, on business stuff, you know, like I know, I don't know everything, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fallible. I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not just gonna spearhead this and go and expect to move mountains, you know, like, uh, I, I, like another thing I kind of say is, um, hope for the best, but expect the worst. You know what I mean? That's what I kind of said when I, when I used to apply for partnership was like, I'm going to hope that I kind of succeed and I get that. I'm going to, they're going to crush it and get partner. And, but I'm, I'm expecting that, you know, maybe it won't go that way. I guess to try not to set up for high expectations to kind of fall further. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm not that I don't want it to happen, you know, like I'm yeah. hoping for the, exactly the best, but expect for that worst kind of thing. Yeah. Don't have too much faith in faith. You got to mm-hmm. meet it halfway. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to put in work. And yeah. I like how you said, you know, ex- expect the worst, but I like to say be ready for the worst. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd say that. Courage. 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 Uh, mm, I think I'd say about a four as well. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, he's a five. <laughs> I, would, I would say, yeah, I'd say about a four again. I'm not going to run into Lions Den, but. Yeah, don't run into my like, Den. Yeah, but. The Gold uh, Lion Den. <laughs> the Gold Lion Den, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like. Uh, yeah, like I'm not afraid to put myself out there, you know? I'm, I'm not afraid of failure. Go. Like, I, again, right? Like, yes. just, let's just go take a stab at it, you know? And uh, put your best foot forward and. Just take it, take every day as it comes, I guess. I don't know. For somebody that isn't courageous, what is some advice you can give them to help them be courageous? I would say just, again, don't be afraid of failure. You're not going to learn until you fail. You, you fail and you'll learn from your failures and then maybe change it up, adapt, overcome, you know? I feel like, I know myself i think everybody is always afraid of failure i feel like it's it's a lie to yourself you say i'm not afraid of failure you're always afraid of failure in one way or another but it's all about just getting over that fear and just trying to overcome it and get it done and maybe you take a different path maybe take a little segue around something just to make sure you avoid something you might be super nervous about but you're always just never let fear hold you back you know Hmm. good answer competitiveness I feel like I'm pretty competitive. Uh, I would say probably a five, almost to a fault sometimes. Because like when I used to play League of Legends, I had to stop playing that game because I just got so got sweaty and sweaty. <laughs> You're that sweaty and, gamer. Oh, yeah, like right there. Yeah, League of Legends. Enough said. Yeah, like, yeah. That's it. Like I've always been competitive. Um, whether it was you know whether it's playing Monopoly and getting mad, you know Monopoly. <laughs> breaks families and breaks relationships <laughs> or, there's no friends you know, in nuno yeah, let's just exactly, think it's friends right? in nuno or you know I, I had a big stint with with uh with playing poker you know being very competitive with that and i i feel like it's uh, a natural thing being competitive and i i enjoy it and there's a healthy amount of competitiveness but that's yeah i'm very competitive for sure Got a love league, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right, last one, my friend. Luck. Luck. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I really believe in luck, really, but... Um, hmm. If I were to say luck... And I guess I could say I'm really lucky just to say the fact that I bumped into lucky shots in this whole thing. Everything is really because of that. And uh, whether you call it luck or coincidence, uh, I guess go with a five for sure. You listen to Tony Robbins? Uh, no, I don't. <gasps> you know who he is? I know, I know who he is, yeah, uh. but I don't listen to him. I'm, it- I'm really bad for like a lot of people be like name drops. I'd be like, Ugh. And then same thing with like music. People will like maybe mention an artist and I'd be like, eh, no idea. They play a song I'm like, I know it, you know? Uh, okay. I'm, I'm really bad with that sort of stuff. But like, same thing with streaming. I'm very much like head down, grind. And, you know, it's just, it's hard to uh, keep my head up and, and, and find new people or, or this new thing or that new thing or get into podcasts. Like I really enjoy Joe Rogan podcasts, but I really haven't dove into those for a while too. It's feel like it's been a minute. Yeah. The whole the whole goal with this podcast is my goal is to be the Joe Rogan of the gaming podcasts. 
Love it. That's, that's, a, my that's goal. a perfect person to emulate, man. 100%. He's a fucking, he's a badass. I love that guy. Yeah. He's so awesome. Yeah. All right, my friend. You have set your attributes. Now you're off to your main quest. So what is your main quest? What is my main quest? Um, I think my main quest would be to... Again, I think comes back to my thing when I said, uh, fake it till I make it. You know, I just want to make it. You know, I think that's that's my main quest. I want to make it. And what does make it mean? I feel like make it would be to a point where I can live comfortably off of uh, my this passion, this this passion of mine in, in gaming and streaming and, and all that. I feel like that would be the, my main quest, 100%. I would love to be able to do this full time. And then have a routine schedule because, like, I work nights and I work days where it's it's always moving. It's hard to keep up with, but uh, the end goal for sure would be just to to live to live off of this and go full time, and that'll be the main quest. And how's that looking so far? One step at a time. Uh, I I feel like in this industry, the whole thing is like it literally everything can just like that, you know? Like, look at so many other people that do this. And and support your father in the manner he would like. Oh my yeah. god! Dude. My dad wants his Ferrari. That's what he's always telling me. Christmas. Do I do? I, do you give me a Ferrari? Yeah. I always. And then I was just getting like a toy car. You know. What, what color does he want? <laughs> Probably red. I bet. Just a red. Stand out. A lipstick oh, red a, or like a, a Mazda. Hot. You want a Mazda? Mazda. <laughs> that's very. That's very. That's very. Uh, that's very humble. You know. Okay. I can. I can afford. I can probably afford that. Maybe one day. Oh wait. What's he coming up with now? I don't even. I don't even want to read it now. But, uh, <laughs> Family compromise. Family compromise. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry. Where, what were we talking about? I'm totally taking off track. Yeah. The uh, uh, how's the track of you being full time? Like oh. looking for you. Um. I think it's all positive. You know. Like I've been able to reinvest and buy a, the the setup I have now because of my amazing community. And it's just I think a lot of things come down to uh, honing in. I guess the craft, if you will finding my niche build keep building that community like rome wasn't built in a day i've only been doing this for pretty much a year now and uh just persevering you know um i would i would love to say i can do this full time in a year and uh i'm i'm in winnipeg before i move again for a whole year so i'm here at least until 2021 and i would love to be able to say you know 2021 i can do this but uh we'll see who knows who knows? Oh man, looking forward to your success, man, and your journey. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was your main quest. Now, with every main quest, is always some side quests. So, what are your side quests? What are my side quests? Um, I mean, we've been laughing about it, but I think finding that plus one, you know, I think that'd be a decent side quest. Finding that plus one one day. I feel like that also like um finding that that supporter that individual in your life you know i'm not gonna lie it would be nice but uh that's something that is not my main quest you know like i said it's a side quest that i think it'll come when it comes and uh i'm not gonna put it i know i'll find it when it gets there you know but uh i think that would be one of my side quests and do i have anything else Paying off debt, I guess, would be another one. My car would be my next side quest, paying off. I was actually super fortunate. We didn't even talk about this one. Um, do we have time for a tangent? I might go on a tangent here. Let's do it. Let's get it. 
All right. I was posted in Cold Lake, Alberta, and I don't, I've kind of, I kind of brought this out to my community. Actually, it kind of came out to this one, which is a big one for me. Um, I lived out in Alberta there, as you know. I, I bought a house, and again, against my dad's better judgment, see, I should, if I just would have listened to my dad, um, we bought a house, and six months after I purchased the house, the market, the oil market crashed in Canada, mm. and the house just went down. I think I'd lost, uh, I don't know, maybe like 15% of my house value in the first like six months. And uh, I was like, whatever, you know, let's keep trucking along, we'll see what happens. And then the year after that, they're looking at potentially posting me out um, because my ex at the time, she was actually kind of my lucky charm to get out of there. She was doing university. She couldn't afford, we couldn't afford to put her up in Edmonton. So she was gonna live with my, my mom back here in Winnipeg. And um, so I talked to my crew manager, said like, hey, can you help me get out of here, move closer, whatever, like this place is just dragging me down. It's too damn expensive. Like the, everything was so expensive up there. My utility bill like had like a, an $80 distribution fee alone before anything, any charges were even on it. So like right away, I'm already paying 80 bucks. It was, it was, it was pretty expensive to live up there. Um, and our lot fee kept going up. There's foreclosures coming out people weren't selling their homes the market then had turned like 30% loss and my my land, my uh my whatever i i had a, a trailer in like a uh whatever this village there and uh they were charging when i first moved in it was like $300 a month and then within a year and a half is up to $500 a month and they were still going up meanwhile people are losing their jobs left and right and it was it was insane so i racked up a lot of debt i got posted out um military covered us for 6 months to cover our bills and all that stuff for the house i was trying to sell it but i had a feeling it wasn't gonna sell there's was only like 20 houses that are on the market that weren't that weren't uh selling and i when i put it up i think i put my house up for almost 35 percent less than i purchased it it was a huge loss and i could try and fight the government to try and get my money back if i if it sold and then after the six months had gone then all the bills fell on me so now i was living in winnipeg and then i had to pay for a house back in alberta i just couldn't afford it it was two houses it was too expensive and uh I had to pull the plug. So I, I didn't do bankruptcy. There's a thing here called con consumer proposal where I essentially get to keep all my assets and it's, I pay more money back in a shorter period of time. And I, I did that and it was, it was definitely a scary move, but you know, I was like, whatever. I was like 27 at the time, I think. And I was like, I can, it's not the end of the world. Uh, money is just money. You know, I'm still gonna be breathing, but let's just be real here. I've got too much debt. I can't sell the house. I can't live unless I just get rid of this. And uh, then I moved to Winnipeg. I was living in Winnipeg here. I, I, I had that debt on my head. It kind of sucked. I, I lost my visa and it wasn't a big deal, but we were moving and I started working a second job and I knew I had to do something to uh, try and provide, to try and pay off uh, these bills. And I, I couldn't find something that I, I actually delivered mail for a little bit. I worked at the Canada Post for a bit and did that for a short stint. And uh, then, like I said, I, that's when I started. I already had kind of dabbled in streaming at this time. But then I wasn't really doing it much when I was working that other job. And uh, once I went full time with, or I guess you could say I went full time with streaming in uh, the end of 2018, um, it started providing a little bit of income. And uh, I was able to pay off my consumer proposal, which I'm super thankful, uh, two and a half years early. So that is something that was a huge uh, weight off my shoulders. A huge thanks to my community. I, I I felt like I was I was I was definitely breaking down a little when I was writing that message in Discord to thank everyone. I hadn't told anybody about it. 
but uh it's because of them that i was able to um pay that off early and have everything that i have here i'm super thankful for that and uh that was definitely a side quest i guess for me for sure was getting that off my back you know because i wanted to start over again i wanted to get that off get that bad credit out of here and i wouldn't be able to do it without without them and without this opportunity that they kind of kind of gave me so it's been uh yeah that was my side quest long tangent there <laughs> it's fine yeah your community is fucking amazing i see him over there they're having fun to chat this whole yeah. time never a dumb yeah. moment in here man yeah i know it's amazing <laughs> y'all are the best is there is there a name for your community uh we call them tally town pretty much oh well welcome yeah. to tally town oh that's why they said that right there <laughs> tally town well yeah. i i love tally town i love to come in and just hang out i like i love your streams man you people are awesome in there yeah, I could I could really tell they're a really good community of people. For yeah, sure. it's amazing, dude. It's and it's only gonna grow. Yep. All these mods, what are they like? Governors and stuff, mayors. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, we had them dubbed as mayors before, but I brought them back down to mods again. Oh, fuck. Had, yeah. They didn't like it when I was calling them townies. They didn't like that, so now we just call them Tally Town, and they they got mad at me for that. The Tally the Tally Towners yeah exactly the tally yeah. counters <laughs> all right man any other side quests no that's pretty much it i think yeah all right so the plus one let's go back to that i'm sorry to bring this up oh boy okay yeah shoot listen mm -hmm. i'm the same thing as you are right now okay we young we good looking yeah. but listen we just gotta be patient yeah what we're in it's very specific yeah but once we find that one it's gonna be great and breezy says something about i need to find a jamie like that uh, who the hell is jamie i don't know it's a good question okay very good question <laughs> he treats his cat better than his mods oh joe rogan yeah. is it pb oh yeah okay yeah the tech guy okay now i get it. yeah jamie's oh, his tech guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay, now yeah. i get it because you know jamie's like a female name too so i'm like who, who the fuck is jamie <laughs> yeah I, I don't know either but yeah now yeah that was a tech guy that he was always talking with yeah 100%. yeah definitely one of those that'd be mm -hmm. amazing down the line that's one of my side quests down the line i invest more into yeah. this have my own studio and maybe for part two you'd be able to come by my studio do oh, face dude. to face yes please that'd be amazing yeah part two a year from now you down 100% put him I'm already got it in the agenda dude I'm, in, I'm locked right. in let's get it yeah I'm already set it for a whole year already now at this point <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's awesome all right so there's your side quest so now you completed your side quests completed your main quest now you're off to your final boss so what is your final boss you wish to conquer oh hmm, my final boss I feel like the final boss is the same as my main quest, really. Uh, what's the final boss? Is um, I guess just continuing to grow, you know, like never stopping, keep pushing. The learning never stops, and just trying not to, you know, I've, I've said it before, like I, I, the the fear of I guess becoming stale or irrelevant or falling out of the time or. Uh, something like that, you know, like, I, I guess there's that fear of that, that I just want to overcome and just always stay on top of the ball, you know, and it's, uh, and it's like, there's such a, uh, a very intense and 
jeez, uh, I don't know how to put words for this. The streaming industry, you know, it's like it's almost like a doggy dog world, but not so much. You know, like you just you you have to keep up and you have to keep working at it. You can't just there's never a day where you can just be like, I'm just gonna go on and play, and then mm-hmm. I just I don't need to do anything else. You know, mm-hmm. like you're always always doing something. There's always stuff on your on my mind about. I had to talk with this guy, I had to talk with that guy, and I had to maybe get this artwork done or get that merch done or talk with this person to get some videos done. And it's it's literally never done. And I, I watched a, a video on Amazon Prime. I think it was like called Living the Stream. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But mm-hmm. really, really good watch. It was on a Prime Video. And they talk. They interview a bunch of streamers from Twitch. And they talk oh, about okay. uh, their sort of uh, experience. And I completely resonated with the one guy who said, like, you know, back in my day when I said, I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this until I reach this mark. And then when you get that mark, you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing it until I get that mark. You know, it, it honestly never stops. You know, like I remember saying, like, okay, I'll dial my, I'll dial my hours back when I get this. You know, or I'll, I'll stop doing this when I get there. You know, and then when you get there, you're like, oh no, 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 I got to keep pushing. You know, it, you never let off the gas. You know, like you just got to keep going. And it's not that that's a, a negative. I think that's something that almost that I feel energizes me or motivates me is this: the amount of work and so many different avenues in this that just keeps me um fresh like uh i tried to explain someone said like what's streaming about and i feel like okay imagine like a news studio but you're one person doing the whole thing and they're like what do you mean there's a you're the camera guy you're the art guy you're the anchor you're the you're like the you're the tech guy you're like the engineer yeah everything that goes in that studio is done by one person. So just imagine that. And like that is that is streaming. That's exactly what it is. So of course, uh there is is never gonna get boring because you're always you're always gonna learn you're always learning. Every single day I'm always yeah, either learning I've learned some I've learned so much about hardware. I've learned so much about software. I've learned so much about networking. I've learned so much about like um just gaming. You know, you know like it's just so much. There's just so so much that it just keeps it keeps it interesting all the time. You know, so I guess my final boss would be <laughs> final boss is finding a wifey or a, <laughs> yeah, like the, the final boss thing would just be always stay on top of the ball, I guess. Just always keeping momentum, always going, always improving and growing, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. well good answer. <laughs> I felt like you like went deep in your head right there. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I did. I mean, it's, a bit. it's it goes back to one of those points that we made earlier is that you really don't know what you're getting into once you get into it. Like everybody, yeah. everybody sees the everybody sees the live stream, but nobody sees what's behind the live stream. 100%. Everything like yeah, like you have to you have to learn, you have to adapt, and especially yep. with these changes, it is a doggy dog world. You have to you have to adapt, otherwise you yep. get left behind, and it's just it's constant yeah, and movement, that's it, right? Like. You know, if you, if you get kind of stuck in a rut, you can't stop because Mm-mm. just like in life too, like life will move on without you, you know, and you just got to keep moving, keep moving, keep pressing forward and, and don't stop. Oh my mm-hmm. God, my dad, he has to breathe to continue the line. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> we need a 90 day timeout on this guy right here All right, 90 day timeout let's do it <laughs> uh, oh Stefan I love that it's amazing uh, alright my friend so say you conquer your final boss and it hits game over mm-hmm. 
What is the impact or legacy you wish to leave when somebody opens up your safe file? Um, I think just having a positive impact on other people's lives is everything. I think that's gold, you know, like at the end of the day, out of, I've thought, where do I want to be like 10 years from now? Uh, I would hope that I would have had a successful uh, career with streaming here. And then maybe it segues into working with another company, whether it be partner manager for somebody or um, being like a community manager. I don't know, being somehow working in the industry because I love the industry. I really do. I thoroughly enjoy it. And somehow it would take me there, you know, because of course, you know, I don't know. I don't think I can, you can't, I'm not going to be old and gray, 55 years old and, and still streaming. I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe, who knows? I mean, Dr. D, he's 38. And he's yeah. and he's he just not got to deal with WWE, so who knows? Yeah, right. Like, and I got lots, I got lots of time ahead of me, so yeah. Um, we'll we'll see where the road takes me, and I I certainly don't want to stop. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, keep on going. I totally started blanking all of a sudden, but yeah, just keep on going, man. Like, I would love to uh, leave a legacy of positive impact, I guess. Be the right what you, okay what do you mean by positive impact you know someone maybe comes and like when people tell me that like i'm having a really bad day and i came here to get cheered up that is what you know fills up the gas tank for me you know mm-hmm. when someone tells me that maybe grandma passed away or uh their their spouse had a fight or someone's sick in their family and they just come here just to forget about whatever problems they're dealing with and maybe I put a smile on their face, you know, like, uh, just knowing that I have a positive impact in somebody's life is, uh, is everything, you know, and some people tell me that, um, I've had some people like whispering before, like, you know, somebody was sick or their friend had died and, you know, they were hanging out here and they just, you know, let it kind of not forget about it, but, you know, just kind of put that weight off of their shoulders and they just hang out and they, they find that sense of community with everyone else here. Cause I feel like we're one big tight knit family, you know, and, and we welcome in new people all the time. And it's just that sense of family that we're here to love and help everybody through whatever troubles they might be going through. I feel that is the impact, the legacy that I want to, that I want to leave for sure. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Your dad's still in here being the best. <laughs> dad, dad. Dad. Still, still waiting on that one, but you know, Oh man. <laughs> all right, man. Last question. Where can people find you? Where can you can find me on mixer.com slash Talixo. And I'll be there. It's my home for as long as I can keep it my home. I love it. I'll never leave. Mixer is my home. Love it. Any other social media platforms you want to plug in? Yeah, we got Twitter. I got Instagram. We're at Talixo. Same thing for YouTube slash Talixo. We got Discord. We're not partnered yet, so I don't have a Discord slash Talixo, but you can always do the Discord. Uh, command in our chat and you always find us there i'm trying to get discord partner that's the next thing i'm trying to tackle right now so the more the merrier if you can get on our discord it really does help so yes sir. trying to grow it awesome and somebody said with well, a benzino said get dad on the show for sure part two if he's oh, more, if he's down to come let me bring him <laughs> i'm down that'd be fun mm. Oh, my man. dad actually, he used to do radio so he's uh he's totally got the uh awesome i might have to hit him up to make sure what i'm doing what i got to do and improve him will 
Good will take my Alzheimer meds. Okay, Alzheimer meds. <laughs> okay, okay, Dad. You're having too much fun right now, Dad. Okay, yeah, he's having too much fun. <laughs> oh man. Well, for everybody that's here, thank you so much. If you've been here for these, you know, through all the crazy internet in the beginning, and you guys are still here, thank you so much for coming through and hanging out with us and sharing this moment with us of Telixo of the Safe File Podcast early on. It's a hell of a legacy I wish to keep going. And I love I love this man so much, man. Got to know him so much more. And now I'm just like, bro, I love you, bro. Okay. Thank you so much for having so much me, love. really. It's a, the pleasure is all mine. Really, thank you. Yeah, dude, it was amazing. So, like you said, part two. Part two? Part two, baby. Let's do it. Let's get Give it. Give me an address, a time, and a place. I'll be there. All right. Well, I'm going <laughs> to hold you to that. I'm going to tell them the Air Force, hey, he got to make time for me. Got oh, yeah. to. I'll let him know, dude. Oh, man. Okay, for the people in the chat, I see y'all. You guys you guys have been so live this whole time on the chat. Thank you so much. All the, uh, some of the sparks, some of the follows. If you guys haven't followed yet, please consider following. I do this every Thursday with Mixer Partners. I'm booked as of last night. I'm booked all the way to the end of April. So I'm booked for the next two months. I got a whole lot of stuff coming in. Uh, Make next... sure you guys are following this man here, chat. <laughs> Thank you so podcast. much. These are, it's fantastic. This has been an absolute pleasure. Breezy says, go live. Looking forward to more of these. Of course, I'm looking forward to you guys coming back and hanging out. It's so fun. It's an amazing uh, journey. And I appreciate you guys being with me. And again, thank you so much. I know it's early on in this career. Uh, I noticed the Mixer community. They're so open-armed to where, you know, they look they look more at my mission than my numbers. And I highly, I'm highly grateful 100%. for that. It's yeah. awesome. All right, so let's to close it off. For the people that don't know. Who are you and whose save file is this? My name is Talixo and this is my save file. Hey, there you have it, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. That wraps it up for this time. Again, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Go ahead, spam all those emotes. I don't care. Let's do it. I want to see some spamage going on. Spam the Tally Town emotes. Let's get it. Oh, man. All right, y'all. This is us closing out. Again, my name's Gold Lion. Stay happy, stay healthy, and most of all gamers, stay golden. Until next time, my friends. Peace. Peace.